so excited for you to tune in to this episode where I have a conversation with two beautiful women, Drs. Erin and Elizabeth Anderson, who are both chiropractors and intuitive healers. We have a conversation today around energy healing and clearing emotions through the morphogenic field and how emotions get trapped in the body and show up as manifestations in the body and show up as physical issues in the body and how you can clear it and how they are connected to different organs and different parts of the body. We even talk a little bit about manifesting and we even talk a little bit about their connection with uh, Willow, who one of them is the mom and the other one is the auntie and these twins were both able to telepathically clairvoyantly or clairaudiently be able to communicate with her or her communicating with them. So I'm really excited for you to listen into this because it was such a fun conversation. And just so you know a little bit more about these two beautiful women, they have graduated the top of their class as valedictorian and salutatorian from White University in Marietta, Georgia in 2015. And since then, they've been busy building Twin Life Chiropractic in Minnetonka, Minnesota. Just so you know, and you hear this in the audio, is that we actually went to the same university and knew each other quite well and really enjoyed each other then and are really excited how we enjoy each other now. And it is here where they blend their background of the healing arts of chiropractic with the energy of both the energetic field and the emotional body. They practice and teach through the powerful philosophy that the body has all the answers as long as you ask it the right questions. So without further ado, I hope you look forward to enjoying this episode as much as I did. All right, I am so excited to be talking with you two again today, and for others, it's going to be like the first time they're going to hear us chatting. I have Drs. Aaron and Elizabeth Anderson. They are twins, yes, identical twins, and they are the owners of Twin Life Chiropractic in Minnetonka, Minnesota. And as we're recording right here for the Igniting Consciousness podcast, they actually are having nice spring weather. We just had the spring equinox, and so we're having good weather here in Arkansas and good weather over there in Minnesota, and we know how cold it can get in Minnesota, so it is a good day, right? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay, so let's go ahead and get into it. As you know, we gave the introduction already before you're listening to this podcast here, so let's just get into how you two found your way into the work that it is that you're doing. Yeah, so we've been adjusted since year two, and then we, uh, Dr. Erin knew she wanted to be a chiropractor since eighth grade, so she was that ongoing. I tore my hip flexor playing college volleyball, did PT, and then was like, this isn't what I want to do. Told my chiropractor that we grew up going to see, I'm going to be a chiropractor, and he said, I knew you'd be a chiropractor just like your sister, um, so we went to chiropractic school. And then in chiropractic school, we found out we were really sick. We got diagnosed with Hashimoto's, thyroiditis, and that really led us down a completely different path of knowing what's important that we put in our bodies, on our bodies. Um, And we graduated, and we kind of found all of the stuff that we do now after graduation. So you can talk about what we do. Yeah, it was... Uh, nine months before we graduated, we found AK. So we're like, all right, let's take this. It was an elective, and we're, we had a gap in our schedule to fill. So we're like, why not? So we took it. That's who Dr. Elizabeth actually interned with, was Dr. Amodio. So she learned that, and he was doing NET in his practice, along with a handful of other things. So we learned the neural emotional technique or learned about it through him. 
And then when we graduated the May after, because we graduated in March of 2015, so we took uh, our first NET yeah. seminar. So NET was the first seminar we took after school and we jumped into practice and had started it right away. Uh, we opened in July of 2015. So that was just, we're like, all right, we're doing emotional work. So we started there and then shortly into practice, less than five months, we found MFT. Um, and we were debating like, do we do this, do we not? And we drove to Chicago, took the seminar and that's been what our practice has been based out of. That is amazing. That is, so for people that don't know, MFT stands for? Morphogenic field techniques. We use your energetic field to measure what's going on at a cellular level. So a lot of people will know about new NRT, nutrition response testing. Um, it's very it's similar in nature, but not the same because we're looking at a cellular level. They're typically looking at organ level. Um, but we have different test kits that we use that we pull that have energies, and we're looking at the cell to see what's going on the cellular level before things may actually show up for them to know. Mm, mm. That is so neat because so for those on the podcast listening here, uh, what's extra awesome about the connection with these two is that we went to chiropractic college together. We went to the same chiropractic college. I graduated, I guess, a year a year ahead of you guys um, from when you started. Cause that was March of 2014 is when it was. And it just makes me smile because we were like, we really jived in chiropractic college with where we were going in the direction of chiropractic. And then what's so neat is we come out on the other side right now, like we really found ourselves in these other energetic techniques, which chiropractic is energetic. Of course, the way we learned it is very musculoskeletal, physiological. And it's like, that's just a snippet of the power of like what adjustments can do. And so I just love how outside of chiropractic years out now and having great success with our clients and helping people find the highest expression of themselves and healing and everything that we find ourselves connected again in, in the works that we're doing through energetic work and and we're going to get into that and talking about for those that have no idea like how does how do you how are you working on the cellular level with morphogenic freedom technique or freedom technique right yeah and then neuroemotional technique or field technique so morphogenic field technique is what it is and how you can work with people remotely and I'll let you know before we even go into it I did a session with them and they worked with me and baby Sedona remotely and were able to find hindrances and blockages in different areas of our morphogenic field and then subsequently areas in our body so that way we can up level it and help the body be able to express health and function properly so that being said let's like pick one of them whether let's go ahead and we'll start with NET first since that was the first one that you guys took coming out of school. So how is that applied and how how does that work? Yeah, um, they talk about, most people don't know, but if you don't feel or process and release your emotions, right, they just get suppressed in the body and create disease in the body. So you can find out if something is emotional or uh, stressor in nature to the body um, by simply using NET's technique, which is your emotional centers are on your forehead. So your muscle testing, you're looking for a strong muscle or a weak muscle, and you're just looking for a change. So when you put your hand to your forehead, if you have a strong muscle, it'll go weak if it's an issue for you. Or let's say you have a weak muscle, you can't get your deltoid to lock, and as soon as you put your hand to your forehead, it strengthens. It tells you that there's an emotion or an emotional component going on with it. Go yeah, because NET, they have a home run formula. Yeah. So you're looking at first base, second base, third base, and the home run. 
first phase is emotional nature, so you're checking the emotional centers. The next one is their uh, toxicity. The toxicity you check by taking your uh, index and middle finger and going right near your eyes, and that causes a change. And so it can be multiple. It could be first, second, and third phase. Um, if it weakens or has a change in this one, you're looking at a toxicity. And then nutritional need is going to be the ring finger and the pinky finger in there, and you're looking to see if there's a change. So let's say we have a strong muscle in the deltoid or you're testing deltoid this way and you get a change at first base, you know there's an emotional component. If you don't get a change at second base, there is not a stressor, a toxicity going on. But if you get a change at third base, you have a nutritional issue that's going on. And then home run or the fourth base is going to be, do they need to get a change? Mm. So if they have all those, just for a differential, if they, do you have an area that you'll focus on first? If they have all four, are you able to work on all four areas at the same yeah. time? So through the MFT, the field testing, morphogenic field technique, um, that's actually where we will typically address the toxicity and the nutritional needs. So we check that first. So we are always checking everyone's fields when they come in to see what's going on. And then based off of what shows up in the test kit, what they're, um, the patient's saying or what they're telling us, area of complaint, then we know, okay, well, was it a toxicity because it showed in our testing? We already know that that's covered and they'll have solutions for that. So we are able to address it all. We just don't do it all through NET. So NET has their own set way. We do a combination where we're looking at like, okay, maybe your toxicity is you're getting exposed to um, Roundup or glyphosate is another one, you know, another word for Roundup. So that is their toxicity. And then is that causing a nutritional deficiency in the body because glyphosate pulls out your minerals? So then do we have to replace minerals? And then is there an emotional component aspect to it? So when you know what's being done to the food, you can get upset and angry every time you see someone spraying in their field set. So also, is there an emotional component that we need to clear? Is this yours? Is it in the lineage? Because sometimes it's not our stuff. It's our lineage stuff. And we're just here to break that cycle. Um, and then the last question we ask is, does it need to be adjusted? So with the glyphosate thing, that's, you know, that wouldn't be adjusted. But, like, let's say you came in with a shoulder complaint and you're like, oh, I slept on my shoulder funny. There's not an emotional component. You don't need nutrition. There's no toxicity. It's like, no, you, like, legit put your shoulder out of place. We'll just adjust it back in. So fourth base in any technique would show up, and then we just adjust it. Mm. And I love how you're like, we just adjust it. And it's like, it's <laughs> we have a very specific way we go about adjusting and everything. But, you know. Um, but absolutely, I just it's just like it's a second nature for for us chiropractors as it should be, right? So I do want to touch back on because there's such a variety of listeners on this podcast here. When you say it could be in the lineage, so literally you're talking about not you in this physical time space reality had experienced or have any idea what that emotion may be associated with, but it could have been from mom, dad, grandpa, grandpa could have gone back what like seven generations possibly. Seven right. generations forward and backwards is where you can clear stuff in the timeline. You can clear stuff more than that, but you're always checking seven generations forward, seven generations backwards. Because when grandma, your grandma's pregnant, um, mom is then in the womb. She has her ovaries, which is you. So you're also being exposed to grandmother's stuff without actually knowing it. 
Isn't okay. that amazing, y'all? Like, did you hear that? Like, literally, like, repeat it again. So it's like grandma's pregnant for your mom, mom's in utero in the womb, and then mom's ovaries already contain you. Yeah, mm-hmm. the ovaries, all her eggs, because females are born with all their eggs. That is in development. So anything going on specifically with the grandmother goes to the mother, but also to the child, which is, you know, us in present day. Um, so then you think back, okay, well, if that was, you know, grandma stuff, grandma also has two generations. So you're piling it on that way to see it's like, you could be so upset about something and you're like, I don't know why this upsets me. It's not yours. It's in your lineage. And we'll just clear it and get rid of it. And, and how often do you see that? Like now as, I mean, with the work that you do, would you say nine times out of 10, there is absolutely an emotional component or how often do you see the emotional component? Yeah, we were actually having this conversation last week. Um, like it's, 85 to 90% of the time that it's emotional in nature. I'm like, yeah, yes, there are other aspects to it, but it is why isn't the body able to heal itself the way it should heal itself? And it's because there's all these um, emotions, which are just energy and motion, just stuck and stagnated in the body. And so you could have the best cervical adjustment, but if that's not moving the emotions, it's going to come back right back into misalignment again. And so yes. there's an emotional aspect to it, the whole body, the whole tone of the body changes. And the reality is, is as, you know, adding into it is like the, we call, you know, we call those subluxations in chiropractic. They're interferences in the body. They're interferences to the nervous system. And so these energies and motion or emotions really are, are subluxations as well. They're a different type of subluxation. And you have these abilities to be able to address it in different ways. Could the adjustment address it? But... What I would imagine, and I'm going to have you fill in the blank, is that they have to have the awareness of it in order to, like, truly clear it, right? Yep. yep. But uh, they don't necessarily have to, like, track back where in the lineage it happened. You know, they yep. could. You know, that's what, you know, hypnosis work is really good for and stuff like that. But with the techniques and that you're doing, they don't have to track back to that or really totally, they don't need to relive that experience. We just need to have the awareness that, there's a stuck emotion there. Yeah. And sometimes, too, when we ask, you know, like a word will come up, and if it doesn't resonate with the person, then we, I mean, I will ask, like, do we need to know more about this? And then we'll do some digging or diving into it. Um, and sometimes it's, you know, and it's like, we're just going to clear this. It doesn't matter. Like, your system doesn't care what it was. It just wants it cleared. So it really is dependent on the person. Um, and sometimes, you know, you're like, ah, that doesn't resonate with me clear it they go home and they're like oh my gosh this is what it was and it's like the body knows because it's so smart it's going to clear it um but then it comes into the awareness of the person that it's being cleared on and they're like oh my gosh you're like this is what it was and i'm like yeah that's great that's awesome that you remembered but we didn't need to know it at the time and space please so with the emotions, do you are there associated organs or that the emotions get trapped in? Yes. So with NET, they've got their elements, the fire, the earth, the water, the wood, and metal category. So each one in there has um, typically at least two organs. Um, so let's just go with earth category because we're stomach, spleen, pancreas. Those organs and that organ system, that elemental category has its own 
emotions that are associated with it. NEC has their own. We also have creative emotional wizardry that Elizabeth, Dr. Elizabeth has done, and that's got even a more detailed list of all the different emotions that are typically associated with each organ system. So we have lots of different ways to check um, for, let's see, the stomach is oversympathetic, so feeling sorry. So if you're one that's always feeling sorry or you're oversympathetic to everything going on, you're going to show up as an earth category. Hmm. And so what does that start to direct from there? Like with knowing that it's an earth category, is that what helps you to know like maybe what kind of homeopathic remedies might be helpful? Yeah, and then you can check too, right? So stomach is where you digest your food. Maybe people come in with a hiatal hernia, they get acid reflux, they get heartburn. Um, and let's say they've been put on, you know, um, Prilosec or something from the medical doctor, like our dad, for instance, he was on it uh, for years, and it didn't take his, you know, acid reflux away because it was stress-induced. So anytime something stressful happened, he would get acid reflux, and in the medical model, they're just like, take this pill, it'll help, but it didn't help because it actually wasn't addressing the root cause, which was the stressors going on in his life. Um, so we see that often, and there's always a time and place for, you know, Western medicine. Um, but in that type of situation, it's not, so much. not going to help. Yeah. Uh, the other thing with it is because stomach and applied kinesiology is tied in with the biceps, if they come in and they've got biceps issues going on, we also know that they've got a stomach, but is it really their stomach or are they um, nervous, worried, in despair? Like those are other emotions that can fall into stomach category. So is it really a bicep injury or was it an emotional reaction, stress in their life going on that then caused the biceps to go weak because they got a stomach issue and they're not making enough HCL to digest their food? Yes, yes. And I can say even with in the chiropractic office, and I found it without, you know, being trained in NET or in morphogenic field technique like, like you two are, I have had exactly what you described right there. I had a person, I mean, I remember, oh, there it is, okay. I was working with a lady and she um, actually, it was a language barrier because we have a big Marshallese population here as well and that's like a very hard language to really understand. And so she was in, her and her family had been in, um, but she was in with somebody else to translate so that's how often we would be able to do this. But I'm telling you this because she, she was sitting on the table and she was just like my shoulder. Literally, her shoulder was hurting so bad it was her left shoulder. And I remember looking at her and I'm like, she didn't just hurt her shoulder. It wasn't that. And I received this very strong energetic download where I knew that she had lost and she had just lost her daughter. Okay. She had just lost her daughter and she was grieving, but she wasn't showing the grieving. So she literally had like the trapped emotion of grieving locked in her because she hadn't been given herself the permission to grieve over the loss of her daughter. And so what was incredible is that I didn't even deliver her a physical chiropractic adjustment. I tuned in to her energy and I placed my hand on her shoulder telling her, it is okay for you to feel the emotions that you want to feel right now. It is okay for your daughter or for you to be sad about your daughter leaving. You don't need to be, you know, you don't have to be strong in this moment. So I just, like, reminded her and gave her permission. And I also had the ability to, like, see the energy of her daughter being next to her. And so I mentioned about the fact that I was like, your daughter is over your left shoulder right now. And she says, Mom, it's okay. Like, 
I'm in a better place right now. And when I placed my hand on her shoulder, and I I felt a shock, by the way, and I took my hand back off of her, and then all of a sudden she's like winding up her arm. And so just to give that perspective too, because I'm sure you, you two see things like that all the time, with the work that you're doing. And like this was in the setting of where like I keep it very chiropractic in that sense, but you can't ignore the energies. And in this case, it was very clear. It was, it was grief that was locked in the shoulder. And so that was what was causing the shoulder pain. It wasn't, I needed to physically manipulate the shoulder to change that. Yeah. And the left side of the body is all about the female is all about feminine. So Mm -hmm. when people have stuff that are on the left side of the body, it, I shouldn't say always, that 95% of the time relates to females or the feminine aspect in your life, or then the right side is the masculine side too, so that relates to men. Absolutely makes so much sense, yeah. And so when you said that, that's what I was like, I have to share that story. So for those that are like, you know, because I have such a range of people that are listening in on here, it's like, no, I mean, this, this is, it's not quackery or anything. There's science, there's research and everything behind it. Quantum physics is the easiest way to describe it nowadays is through that, um, but but it's, it's amazing. And so just having that awareness and then how many people could be walking around continuing on doing PT or something like that for, you know, this shoulder injury, and it's not even that. That's, that's the problem. It showed up in the body through that way, but when you have an understanding of where these different emotions, like, could be the trigger or being locked in these different, that, that's in the shoulder, but it also could be, like you're saying, stomach, it could be liver, it could be gallbladder, it could be pancreas. And then before jumping into Western medicine, yes, there's a time and a place for that, but just certainly not as much as what it, it is, you know, and if it can be addressed without having to be living off of this pharmaceutical drug for the rest of their life that isn't solving the problem, it's just mending it or, like, it's just a patch fix, right? So, yeah, gosh, I just absolutely love this, and that's why I just want this to be, like, heard by other people so they can just, okay, like, whether they work with, you know, you. So, like, let's talk about this. So you obviously utilize that physically in your office with your patients and clients there, but what about people like me? How are we able to do it whenever I'm in Arkansas and you're in Minnesota? Yeah, so we can either test you individually um, or if we're both free, then we can use each other. And you can literally just take on someone else's energy if you're given permission by them to test them and use their field to figure out what's going on with them. Um, and if we're not able to use each other, then um, as a surrogate, then we can do pendulum testing. Um, we both are trained to just tap into your energy given permission. Um, so we can go down and scan stuff. And then we can always verify through pendulum testing or sway testing or just even... Um, if something shows up, we can be like, does this resonate with you? This is what's showing up in our testing today. And if you say no, then obviously we're going to go back and check or check other ways. Um, so, yeah, I think yeah. Else it. No, that's, yeah, that's how we do it. Yeah. So, it's like she said, if you didn't hear, it's like they, they can use each other as a surrogate. And then even further, like, so for instance, you two were available to do, to, so for the other to be the surrogate in the case, and then you were able even to go further to do it for Sedona. So I gave the permission for Sedona because of me being her parent, I can do that until she's old enough, then she would need to give you the permission, I would presume, yeah. right? But so right now, I can give the permission, like, yes, tap into her field so we can figure out what it is that she needs, you know, assistance or any boosting or anything with. And yeah. so that was it. So we did that over a Zoom call session. Yeah. And in our office, we have obviously moms that bring in little babies, just like Sedona or like a toddler like mine. 
um, my, my daughter, and we can use the mother for it or the father if the father can. So if there's a donor's age and obviously can't pull the muscle test, then we're going to use the parent as a surrogate, but we waive our test kit from the child or from the toddler. So that's mm-hmm. how we do it in the office. Um, my daughter, uh, she's pretty much old enough to hold the muscle lock now, like herself, and she wants to be tested by herself, so we'll test her. But sometimes it's just quicker to use a surrogate, like Auntie Hoppin or my husband Hoppin, to test her. Um, That's so then, funny. Yeah, she's pretty good at holding a lock now. So, Well, let's go into that a bit, too, then. So with kids and, and using this for kids and everything, because, you know, kids are all perfection. You know, they come out, they're, we're all pure consciousness, and they're absolutely, totally pure consciousness when they first come out. And then typically we, we end up learning different things. But being a very conscious parent, you're doing conscious parenting with her so she can express herself even as tough as it might be, but you're like, let's try to understand her. So how has the knowledge that you have around this been able to be helpful when it comes to parenting as well? Well, yes. Uh, Well, we were given a gift when I was pregnant with her, so we have telepathic communication with her. So that was handed down like the best thing if possible. She literally would just flash, go ahead, she would flash both of us just different images of, like, what she was needing or what she was trying to communicate with us. Um, So telepathic communication is great from the start because when babies don't have words, they can show you because they're aware of the surroundings of what they want. Um, So we laughed because my husband wasn't really on board or didn't think that that was possible. So we'd say, no, she, she wants that book over there. And you go and grab the book. I'm like, you didn't grab the book she wanted. She wants that specific book. She's like, well, how do you know? I go, she told me. She flashed the image. She told me what she wanted. Just grab the book. And he finally grabbed the book after multiple times and not grabbing what we would say. And he would come back and bring it. And she'd be happy and content. And I'm like, when are you going to figure out that, like, telepathic communication is legit and real? It's, like, out there. It's, it's not out there, like, out there crazy science stuff. Right. Um, so that's um, one thing that we had. And then she's aware of frequencies. She just has a natural, warm gift of knowing frequencies. So when she was younger and in the office and crawling, she would crawl over to where the supplements were and grab something off the shelf. And then put it back and Grandma would go and say, well, you can't touch that. That's for the patient. And she'd grab it, but it was a specific one, what she needed. And I go, she doesn't have that one at the house, Grandma. She's saying she needs it. We'll just open it for her. Sure enough, you'd open it up, give her a couple drops in her mouth, and she would leave the supplements alone. Because she just knew what the frequency was and what she wanted or what her body needed. That is so, I'm just, I I heard the second part, but the first part with the telepathic communication. So let's rewind on this because this podcast is all about igniting consciousness. So it's like, obviously you had to, you were open to it. You were open-minded to being able to receive it. And so you were describing the telepathic communication as a vision. So you're obviously clairvoyant then, I would say more, so you see things. Now, is, has your husband been able to tap into it yet? No. Sir. No, so he's he's learning it from you being able to tell him what it yep, is. I would just tell him or Elizabeth would just tell him and say, no, she wants that rattle over there, the one, the lion rattle, specific lion, and grab the thing up. No, no, the lion rattle. Find the lion rattle. That's what you want. Oh, my gosh. So how... Had like prior to having Willow, were you? Did you know that that was your Claire that you had? Like the, that was your uh, ability. 
your intuition. Pregnant with her, uh, we did a meditation and she showed up telling me I was going to be pregnant with her. So then my entire pregnancy, she communicated both to myself and Dr. Elizabeth uh, telepathically through, I don't know, sometimes I heard audio or like I'm a clear audience. Clear audience. Dr. Elizabeth's clear audience. Like with your okay. voices, but sound. Um, mine was more vision. So. I, would I was wondering with the two of you, I was like, since you guys are both receiving communication with it, and so for those when, um, like, as you're listening, when you follow them, you'll realize like, literally, they're like a trio together with little Willow. Like her soul, like yes, she's a baby, she's a toddler, but like her soul is clearly like totally ascended to the point where it's like she's just coming through in a, a young human body form. Um, my little one's communicating; she wants milk right now. <laughs> Um, but it's just absolutely incredible. Like you two are so connected, obviously, like despite the fact of being uh, identical twins, you know, not all twins end up still maintaining a wonderful relationship like the two of you have, let alone being intrigued and interested in the same, you know, same concepts and constructs and openness and energies and spirituality and everything else. So, so you knew so i'm just going to go into this because this is just such a beautiful conversation with this of, of how this helps so like you obviously wanted to become pregnant i presume right yep. yep and then um did you put it out there in the universe that you actually wanted to be pregnant with a girl i just knew ahead of time that i was going to in this meditation i saw i just saw her i heard her i heard her say when she was coming and i just i just knew that is so awesome. It's like, and I'll relate for those like have listened to my like my birth story. We didn't find out. So did you find out the gender to confirm it, or did you just know the whole time? You're like, there's no reason to confirm the gender. Having to do an ultrasound, I don't remember the exact reason for it. Um, we did an ultrasound. What was gender then? But I I just knew, and I've been saying, telling my husband, I'm like, it's a girl. We're gonna have girls. And he's like, I don't know. Uh, we need proof. And I was like, oh, no, we don't. <laughs> You're like, no, it's pretty clear. So, Dr. Uh, Elizabeth, like, did you, was it clear to you that she was a girl, too? Oh, yes. Um, so, I'm clear audience, um, and it's interesting because I had ear infections as kids, too. So, that's, like, part of, like, you know, hearing stuff. Um, and just not having the tools or the support to know what I was hearing or what was going on. Um, but the, uh, she showed up to me and told me her name. Yeah. Oh, she did. I so I knew Dr. Aaron was pregnant because I was super nauseous and I was just like, Why isn't she telling me? Why isn't she telling me? Because she was on vacation. Oh got back from vacation, I was like, Oh gosh, I'm so nauseous right now. I'm gonna puke and then I'm like, Oh my gosh, she's pregnant and I was just like, Why is she not telling me? And so I gave her a whole day to let me know. And I was like <laughs> A whole day. I gave you a whole day, sister. <laughs> so nauseous and then that night her husband came home and he was like we're pregnant and I was like I know um I tried to get Aaron to tell me all day he didn't um so yeah I was like this is this is the baby's name and her husband's like what are you talking about Elizabeth I'm like she showed up to me she came last night told me she's coming all these things um and so yeah I have a gift of like clear audience and just clear essence or clear get that one just like the inner knowing so i don't oh, sentient yeah I yeah don't like she does um and that was like her gift during pregnancy but yeah i was 
like, this is her name, all these things. And he was like, what are you talking about? And I was like, show it up to me. Like, I, I know. She was like, this is my name. You could like we can change the first name if you want. I'm not like tied to this. And I was like, I'll let your mom know, but I mean, it's not my decision. <laughs> that is so beautiful, and so I just absolutely love it. Okay, so now I'm, I'm going to stay on this topic for a little while because you know it's, it's so relevant, right? So whenever the gift, and you said you got that gift, Erin, um, whenever you were pregnant, but you you kind of knew you had that gift prior to, or no, you didn't receive that gift until you got, or until just before you got pregnant. I didn't know until I was pregnant. Wow. And so now, is it like, it's it's just like a muscle quote. You need to just... There. Yeah. It's just there. I got fully it. Activated. Yeah. Fully activated. Yes. And so now, are you able to have that with other people's energies now that it's turned on? Or is it only with yeah. each other? With okay. Our- um, when Willow was younger, uh, I'd say six months or so, we'd be out walking, and I'd hear a baby cry, and I would just tease a visual, and I was like, that baby doesn't like their car seat or their stroller, but the mom doesn't know that they don't want to be in there. Um, that other babies would, like, tap in, or I'd be tuned into other kids when I'm walking, and I'm like, well, I'm not going to say anything. It's not my job or my place to say anything. But I, all of a sudden, i just start hearing all these babies and, like, what they wanted or, or the visual, like, what they weren't getting and I was like well I can't really help you I'm not sure we're just out on a walk in public here I'm not like it's not in my office if you come in my office and yes I can help you but I'm not going to help in general out in the public and tell a mom oh yeah your baby doesn't like that breast milk or the formula that you're feeding them can you breastfeed them like no I'm not going to do that without the invitation oh my gosh I can't wait to find out what your human design is because I'm thinking well, I mean, in general, obviously, that's just a that that's just a cordial way to be, even whenever you know something. And that's what's tough when we start to like tap into our gifts, which we all have these gifts. It's just a matter of one being open to it. Like your husband has the gift, we don't know what yet, but he just needs to be open to it, so we can get in our own way of having these gifts. And what a beautiful gift for Willow to introduce you to that. And so now it seems like you like you tap into children, yeah, all the time then. Yep. Do you tap into adults? Can you tap into adults as well the same way? Children are okay. a lot easier because they're open, a lot more open to children. It's so true. Yeah, children are just like open channels and everything. So, oh, that's so neat. I just absolutely love that. And so it's like this. So yeah, so that's a whole that's a whole other area with talking about the different clairs, which just basically for those that don't know what that when we say that, just means different ways. Can you hear? Can you sense? Do you have a deep inner knowing? Do you feel it? Like some people really feel other people's emotions and other people just have it. Like I have a deep knowing for me. Um, and, and it's like I, I can create, I don't know if it's more of my ego or like what it is that makes the vision, like when I try to formulate it. But it's definitely a deep knowing is what I know that I have. But I definitely had ear infections on a regular basis as a kid as well. And I know I used to hear things, but I know that I turned it off at some point in time. Because of exactly what you were describing right there, Aaron, is that I would say, like, people would say something, but you know how people just say stuff, and that's not really what they feel about it. And so I'd respond to what they what they truly meant by it, or what they truly feel by it, and, like, usually people would get upset with me. Or they'd be upset, one, because they're like, no, you're wrong. Or two, they're like, oh, my gosh, like, or they didn't even recognize that they felt that way. That's usually what it is. And so they're upset that you're, like, pointing your finger at them, basically. 
And so I turned it off when I was younger, and I kind of turned it back on. And I'll, I'll share this. I actually turned it back on for a little while, like unknowingly, whenever um, I was living back in California. My husband and I were pretty early on in our marriage, and we worked side by side with his father because my father-in-law is a chiropractor as well. And I turned it on with him, not knowing it, like he was saying something. And then I respond to the way that he really felt. And his energy and my energy were kind of like oil and water. Like I love him to pieces and I know he loves me to pieces. But like we're like oil and like water whenever we're in office setting or like working together. So I'd respond to what he truly meant versus the like cordial thing he was or respectful thing he was saying. And he did not like it at all. So these gifts are beautiful, and it's just, yes, being being aware of using it until you get the invitation with it. So, all right, so we got into that, which I just would love to just ask even more questions with it, but I want to continue talking about with, with the work that you do. So you can do this remotely. You can work with people from wherever. You know, they feel called and connected to you, then you can do that. Like, you can connect with them through the Zoom calls, just like how I've witnessed myself and experienced myself. And... What are what are some other things that you find that um, have been any kind of trends? Like, well, this is kind of asking off the cuff. Given the state of the events that has been happening on the planet here, have you been seeing a trend with any particular symptomatology or maybe emotional references or things or like different area organs of the body that have been affected more with with the way things have been the past two years? Yeah, we actually had this conversation last week, too, and um, it's really affecting people's hearts, which, I mean, the research and the data that's coming out now is showing this, right? Um, but energetically, it is affecting the heart and then the liver, right? Your liver has to detoxify everything. Um, so there's also with the liver is rage, anger, hate, animosity, those types of emotions. And when you push the liver too much, um, then that's going to present itself when they can't get rid of its toxins in a good way. Um, also, there's a lot of people that aren't in their bodies anymore. It's just their soul is like literally shifted out. Um, and so it's like reminding the soul that like you chose to be here, this is the time, the place, like you're needed here, and bring the soul back in. Um, cool. So, what does it look like to you? Um, with somebody when you're saying that their soul has left their body, what does that look like? Or how does um, it present? Yeah, so she, Dr. Aaron sees things. Um, so it's like, she's talking and it's like shifted, right? It's like you're, you have your physical embodiment, but then it's like shifted. Um, and I can just sense things. So it's just like energetically, you can feel an energy. And it's like, what is this going on, going on right now? Gotcha. Um, so we'll we'll do a clearing on it, and then we've got a couple aura myths or um, a cleansing spray to just like remind the body, remind the soul um, that it is safe to be embodied, and you did choose to come here, um, and there's a reason you chose to come at this time. And that is so true across the board. Like I mean, even even as confusing as it may be for people and wherever your mindset is at as you're even listening to this podcast right now, your soul chose to reincarnate in your body at this time for a reason. What that reason is, is up to you to figure that out, right? And to connect with that. And 
um, the the work you know across the board, all this energetic work you know that we do, chiropractic, you know, morphogenic field technique, neuroemotional, like all of these different energy workings, they're all an opportunity for you to be able to reconnect your soul and your spirit. I actually I'm huge on Gaia for anybody who watches Gaia, the Conscious Network television series. That's where I get my history and that's where I get all my knowledge from because hard to find truth out there unless you, you know, are connected through different resources and groups like we are. And they were talking about like the delineation between the spirit and the soul, which you know, a lot of times we use we use that interchangeably. And so this was like news to me. And so I'm gonna share this moving forward that the the soul is literally the um the ener- the emotions manifested in the body basically is what it is and the spirit has to do with more of the physical le- of the body is what it is so that's just something to clarify so it's like the soul the energy the emotions that that get trapped in our body like we always think of that as like a very like feelings right with emotions but again when we reemphasize that it's energy and motion and that with those emotions, that's what makes it so beautiful being a human being and deciding to be here during this time is that we get the opportunity to process those emotions, feel emotions, and then you also have the opportunity to not act out of those emotions, which is what we have seen across the board is people acting out of these emotions rather than just processing and being with self and meditation and journaling and visioning and whatever means of allowing you to be kind of like tuned in with yourself of what your highest self is actually trying to tell you versus what is being thrown and like, gosh, bombarded on you from social media, from mass media, really, I should say, that you don't really know what your emotions are or what your soul is telling you or trying to express to you. So, I would imagine that even through the work of people coming in with physical manifestations, that you're able to help them process so much more than just that physical ailment that they're coming in for, but yeah. to process their connection in life, their connection with self. Go on. Very much so. And it is also like calling your power back, right? So like it's very much a solar plexus thing where you're calling your power back, you're taking radical responsibility for whatever choices you've made. So it's really just owning whatever choice you decide, that's your choice, that's your sovereignty, it's your free will. And who are we to say what you do or don't do is right or wrong? It's your sovereignty, it's your free will. So it's really calling your power back and understanding, having a true understanding of who you are, what you think, what you feel, and again, what you're tapped into or tuned into because that is going to propagate and propaganda your belief system. Um, so like one thing we talked about this um, on the live too is like cancel clear anything you don't want to be your reality and that means like going through your friends list going through your social media and if you don't feel good following somebody delete them unfollow them block them whatever it has to be um, because it is your mental health and at the end of the day you are your own responsibility 100 percent we are just here with our, you know, our different techniques to just help you remember and help you tap into that, help clear the way when the path has been totally covered up or maybe awaken to it for the first time. But it's not us doing the work. It's us just, you know, like I always say, it's like we're putting the bumpers on in the bowling lane to just help clear the path is what it is, right? 
and then from there the body can take over and then for a lot of us though we do just we need those reminders because you have to exercise it and then you have to utilize it. you have to trust it right that's where like the trust the faith the confidence all that comes in as well wow that is just yeah it's just absolutely absolutely incredible and i just love that we've been able to open up the conversation to, to this area here so um with people what would you say is the ideal client for you to come into because clearly you've got other gifts that are that you use within your practice because there's things that we utilize without even like talking about it obviously um, and then you're going to have people that come in and they're like no I legitimately like I've been going to the chiropractor for years you know how do you address the people that I've been going to the chiropractor for years and yet you're like I'm seeing something else happen how do you start to introduce that conversation yeah, so we are referral mouth only practice. Um, so people only come to us because they're referred by someone else. And so the question is, is have you seen a chiropractor before? What did so-and-so who referred you tell you about us? Um, and the answer is always fascinating. They're like, I don't know. I just know I have to be here. Or you have a funny one with the husband. Oh, I was seeing um, this. I started seeing this couple. Uh, I don't know, three, four years ago. And the wife's like, "I'm gonna bring my husband in." And he's like, "I'm gonna give her a month, and that's all I'm gonna give her. And if I'm not feeling better, I'm not seeing anything. I'm not coming in." And I was like, "All right, like I'm up for it. Doesn't matter." And so I do. I do the typical intake, new patient exam, everything. He starts to feel better. I clear emotions on him, but I never tell him what I'm clearing because he doesn't want to know. He doesn't care. He's like, do whatever you're going to do. It's witchcraft. It's magic. It's all this stuff. It works. Tell everybody that I see. I feel so much better. I have no idea what she's doing. 80%, I understand. 20% is just witchcraft, and it's fine. I'm like, well, that's, that's fine. I'll take it as witchcraft. It's not witchcraft. It's quantum physics, and there's actual science behind it, but I clear things on him, and he has no idea what I'm clearing because he doesn't want to know. He's like, I don't care. I go, anything you're frustrated about is like, not that I can think of. And then I just wait for the answer. And I'm like, okay. And I'll just melt it off the system or go into a state of state and clear it that way. Um, but I usually don't tell him because he actually doesn't want to know. He he gives me permission to do it. Comes in, shows up for his appointment, says, do what you need to do. I clear it. And then I tell his wife what I clear so that she knows because she, she's the one that really cares. Yeah. Um, so I tell her so that she can notice the changes. Or like there's a time where he actually did frustrated. Your frustration serving you. Let's figure this one out today. And then he just kept talking, 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 talking. I'm like, there you go. See, you're not all this. You're in charge. You're in charge of your body. I love it. And he goes, that was my body's way of telling me that I needed to rest and I didn't listen to nothing. Now I've got a month of recovery. I'm like, well, there you go. You are very aware that you should have rested. So, yes, your injury served you. Now you are aware, and you won't push yourself that hard. That is the – don't you love how that happens? And I would imagine, too, uh, kind of like what we were talking about earlier, like with him, you're like, he doesn't really care to know. He's just – he get, once he gives you the permission or once anybody gives you permission, then you can actually speak with their energy, and their energy will also give you, like, further – like, even though their their conscious brain, like their, their hemispheric brain – isn't necessarily like able to speak with you, but you can speak with their energy and get the information. Yeah, so um, we will have people that will email in or they'll call it and they, we always ask, you know, what do you know about us? And they're like, oh, I don't really know anything. And we're like, were you heard by someone? And they say no. 
um, we typically know that they're like they're really not coming in because they don't know what we do. They don't know we're not a normal chiropractor. Um, I was on the phone one day with someone and I was like, just so you know, like we're not your normal chiropractor. We do things a little different in our office. And she was like, perfect. I needed to find you. And I was like, great. Well, get you signed off. Um, so yeah, we don't typically have to deal with that because we have our own manifestation list that we create. And so we always have on there like the perfect ideal client who's ready, willing, able, and eager to heal their body at an energetic and at an emotional level. And so that is what we're putting out to attract, and that's what we get in return. Um, so it's really tweaking what you want to manifest, putting it out there, and then receiving it, and being like, ooh, I need to tweak something here or there. Um, so fortunately for us, we don't have to have that conversation too often about, like, this is what we do, we're going to go here, this isn't normal, a chiropractic thing. Because we tell people straight up, like, we're not your normal chiropractors. Right. Very different. Um, and if you're interested in the energetic and emotional body, then we're perfect for you. And if you don't care or not interested, then you probably should find someone. Yeah. And I love it, just having that transparency right up front, which is the best. So that way it saves your time, it saves them time, and then, you know, possibly they can get a referral of what's going to be the best help for them. One of my favorite things is my husband sends people over from his practice because um, he's got a concussion, PVI, um, neurological practice. So a lot of them need emotional help. A lot of, well, in general, everyone could use emotional help. But because his awareness around like all the different techniques that we utilize is, I'm going to say very small. He always sends them over for NEC, so neuroemotional technique. And it's great, don't get me wrong. But half the time, I don't even go into NEC. I use it for a little bit, but we use Theta and CEW and all these other intertwined emotional techniques together. Then I'm like, are they really coming for just NEC? Or is that what he says because he doesn't know how to tell them, like, go see my wife for emotional work? I'm like, I got the intake and says your husband, NEC. And I'm like, yeah, we're definitely probably not doing just NEC. We're probably going to go into Theta and creative emotional wizardry. But it's okay. I'll explain NEC to you anyways. And with that, because they're coming from your husband who does the functional neurology, and like like she was saying, they can make sense of the different brainwave states and how you can reconstruct the subconscious and, you know, heal through that versus, and so you're able to speak that language, and that's what's beautiful, too, is you have, a, you know, the knowledge base in that area, too, so that you could still serve people speaking a little bit of a different language, but it's the same thing. It's all about frequency. Is it resonating at the frequency that it needs to resonate at? That's all that matters, right? So. Oh, I love it. Oh, my gosh. So I'm just like, as I'm, as we're talking here, I'm just always thinking of other things that we could we could add and talk about another time, but it's probably a good time for us to try to start to close this up today. So are there any, like, closing words or anything that you want to share or, like, bestow upon people before we close up this podcast today? Yeah, I think, like, the biggest thing is we're always manifesting. So it's either you're manifesting things you want or you don't want. So it's being really conscious and aware of what you're putting out into the world. And if you're manifesting things that you don't like or don't want in your life, then there's beliefs that we need to work on and clear um, clear and heal them so that you do manifest the things you want. Because we're all meant to be abundant and prosperous and healthy, right? Um, but it's beliefs, limitations, and what has been done to our food system, 
to the environment that causes us to not be at optimal health um, or, you know, optimal abundance. And those are all belief systems that we can tap into clear so that you do manifest your reality that you want. Aaron's like, yep, I absolutely agree. You spoke it for me. (laughs) I love it. So that just wraps it up with this. And then I already feel like those that are listening, if you want to hear more of conversations like this, and especially manifestation, I'm sure we can go into. That was like a huge tip right there. So re-listen to that. You know, pause it, rewind it, and listen to what she said right there because it sounded like a lot of words right there, but it was like literally she just gave you like snippets and tips right away to be like, look at your own reality. What is it that you're really wanting? Like, what is your desired reality? What is your current reality? And clearly, if you're not seeing what you're desiring in your life, like that is a snapshot in time of what's happening. Don't get upset with it. Just recognize that there is something that there's a resistance there. And now let's just go ahead, like, let's clear the resistance. Now, there's tons of ways to do that. Clearly, you can work with them to get that resistance cleared. And so you guys can be reached, and I'll put this in the show notes as well. I know Instagram, you have a beautiful Instagram where you can follow them on there, and you're seeing, like, basically, like, magic and musing and, like, all the energetics and witchery. I just think it's that witchery is a beautiful word, by the way. You know, it's been used wrong and everything. Magic, yes, we all have magic. Magic is all around us all the time. So you see that, and you'll see them, like, with crystals and essential oils and everything, too. So maybe that'll be another topic of how, because everything has consciousness. Gosh, a whole other conversation there, right? Um, so they can find you on Instagram, and then they can also find you guys are, like, specifically like to know like how to find like where like how to book an appointment with you do they need to know like I need this kind of work or is that where you guys will be able to help guide them like we can help guide them on our website at twinlightcharacteristic.com we actually have a header that's like work with us for an advanced emotional healing coaching call you just click on there and you can fill out the form and the little intake that it has and it gets submitted to us perfect we talk to you from that Perfect. That was the other thing. So I know that you can, because obviously the expansiveness of how you can help people reach higher levels of consciousness is is expanded. So you don't need to know exactly what it is that you need. Just if you're feeling called to work with them, book a session with them. And then from there, the magic will happen, basically, right? <laughs> That's just the way it is. If it's meant to be, it, it is, right? Oh, beautiful. Thank you two so much for spending this time and have this conversation, just igniting consciousness, helping people realizing the different ways and modalities and means of being able to connect with uh, healing their body, with healing emotional wounds, physical traumas, neuroemotional traumas, all of these energetics and, and different ways of being able to address it and how they can find you. Like I said, that'll be in the podcast notes. And until next time, you all have a beautiful day, and I just can't wait for us to connect again. Awesome. Thank you so much. Yes. Thanks for being here all the way to the end of the podcast. I hope you received lots of value out of it, as I certainly enjoyed sharing. Could I ask that you please share this podcast with friends if you found it valuable? And also, bonus points, if you could leave a review for me on your favorite podcast app, that would be greatly appreciated, too. If at any point you'd like to be on the podcast or have any questions you'd like me to discuss on the podcast, direct message me on Instagram or Facebook at Dr. Natalie Horine. That's H-O-R-I-N-E. Thanks again for listening. Now have an expansive and awesome day. We'll see you next time.